And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. He couldn't have planned it any better himself. Uh, this just in, Chip is drafting Batista. Literally, right. as, soon, as soon as I said, we just two minutes ago, you and I said, he's probably never going to draft again. And he came through, must have known we were starting to record. Chip Kayfabe is taking Batista. That's a great pick this early in an all-time draft where literally – you could pick any wrestler in existence, and he's picking Batista. That's a good choice, Chip. Oh, Chippy boy. I agree with you, DC Matthews, at the DC Matthews. Uh, thank you, Doc Manson, at Doc Manson. It's, it's his choice. He can pick who he wants. Yeah, he um, can pick all the worst wrestlers. In fact, that might be what he's doing. He's got John Cena and Triple H and Sting and... Daniel Bryan, you can't argue with Daniel Bryan. I can't argue with Daniel Bryan, but I did think it was really strange when he took the big show when Andre was still available. I, Chip might be one of those people where he has to have seen the guy wrestle in order to actually draft him. Yeah, Everyone's, that's so, fair. So once again, if you don't know what we're talking about, and most of you do because you're probably in the Bestie Chat, uh, in the DDT Bestie Chat, you can join the Bestie Chat by starting to be a frequent emailer podcast at ddtwrestling.com or by going to patreon or heck go to glenn's gofundme page and support him in his time of need and i'll invite you to the bestie chat so somebody named mike green i don't think we know who you are i don't think you watch wrestling but you're welcome if you want to come over uh we're doing our all-time draft and yes uh chip just picked batista and it's uh brandon banks is up it'll end round seven and kick off round eight can't wait for him to make his picks. And so that see. way we can wait for Chip again. You've got John Cena and Triple H. You No, that's him. Where is Doc? There he is. I like it. You got Stone Cold in the Rock in round one and round two. That was pretty good. I thought so. And I even got Vince McMahon to complete the Stone Cold you know, dynamic in round yep. three. Then you've got AJ Styles. You've got the announced team of Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon. Good for you. I was surprised. And then you drafted Charlotte. You've got a very good. You are a very good drafter. Thank even you. in the even in the 2019 draft, you you were very good. Very thoughtful picks. Very yeah. You know, I was surprised I, somebody didn't block me on Gorilla Monsoon. But I guess the only person who would probably really block me is you, maybe Jeremy. But Jeremy's doing his own thing. So and to be fair. You could have been drafting Bobby Heenan as a manager. Like, you could have been Correct. like, I'm going to create the Heenan family. I considered that. I, considered, I, and I like, also I'm, considered that. I, I thought about after Bobby Heenan, instead of Gorilla, I said, I could take Andre now. Yeah. Well, you, no. I, I mean, I, yeah, I could have at that time. But Yeah, because I considered – I was going through many different strategies because I usually never have one. Um, I considered trying to get like – a Heenan family, a Dangerous Alliance, a NWO, like as many people from different stables as I could. But I, I like I like my my uh, my draft pool. Yeah, I like where I'm headed. It's like you were trying to pick some of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Yeah, and also Terry Funk. <laughs> There's a reason. There's a reason. <laughs> I have a plan. All uh, right, but and and I managed. You know, he's excited because he got Sami Zayn. I felt bad. 
But I'm like looking at it. I'm like, all right, I'm up. And then Ryan's up. And I know Jeremy's got his strategy of picking masked wrestlers. Um, so I was like, this is probably my only shot to take Sami Zayn. And I knew it would irritate somebody. And it did. And sure enough, I've got six picks coming up in the next couple rounds because Ryan traded me two of his draft picks for Sami Zayn. I tried <laughs> to uh, trade Ryan for Mankind, but it was a no-go. For some really? reason, Mankind is uh, central to his uh, his strategy for some reason. Unwilling to let him go. Did Brandon Banks just – he just drafted Scott Steiner, I think. Or he just yes. drafted. Scott Steiner, who we're not just going to talk draft, and I apologize. I was going to bring – I had in my hand a bag of sour cream and cheddar potato chips that I was going to bring in. And my wife looked at me and she was like, I'm always proud of you when you make great food choices. And so I put the bag of chips down and I picked up an apple instead. Because I spit in the face of people who don't make healthy food choices. You spit in your own face frequently? You've been with me long enough, yes. Obviously I do. That's a surprising pick, Scott Steiner. But maybe not. (laughs) Maybe not. He's on my list. He was on my list. I had a plan for him, but like I said, I've changed things up. All right, Doc, what's new with you? How did you enjoy the Royal Rumble? Oh, it was so good. That wrestling show that definitely happened last weekend. Totally did. As you alluded to. I don't know to. what was wrong with me. <laughs> and I didn't know any better, so I just agreed yeah. with you. I just want to point that out. No, it was totally my fault. I'm usually never that wrong, but I was very wrong. Oh, yeah. You were quite wrong. But. So just to be clear, Doc, in the clear, DC, wrong, wrongity wrong. As wrong as you can be. You were wrong about the Royal Rumble. You were wrong about Worlds Collide. Uh, you were you were wrong about all the things. So, ah, uh, Samoa Joe. Sorry that this is happening in real time, but Samoa Joe was on my list. Uh, he was. I actually would have taken, it was basically down to, I was either going to take Samoa Joe next this is the last round or I was going to move into what I am now currently doing. So I made the decision, I guess, to, to save Samoa Joe for later if he was still available. And I guess that, uh, that did not work out for me. Do you want to, uh, share your strategy or are you, you're going to keep things close to the vest? Oh, they're going to be so close to my vest because it matters so much. Well, Hey, if chip, you know, is around, we're going to get a live pick on the air. I'm so excited. And then we'll, it'll be up for Glenn and Che and we'll probably stop because it's probably close to midnight in the UK. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, I'm bummed because I really would have liked the rumble to be on Martin Luther King weekend so that we would have had, I would have had Monday off, but instead it'll be this weekend, Friday night, hard times by the NWA featuring Scott Steiner. Hmm. Wrestling Damien Sandow. Okay. Uh, Saturday, when worlds collide. Sunday, the Royal Rumble. So you're coming over three days in a row. Cool. I I don't believe that's true. Come on. You can stay. I've got a guest room. You can sleep there. I appreciate that. I'm a little worried as to what... Now, granted, Oscar doesn't go upstairs at night, but I'm a little worried that I'm going to wake up and there's just going to be a dog staring at me, like sitting on my chest, staring at me. No, that won't that won't be the dog. That'll just be me. Uh, we lived together for a while. I'm used to that. Yeah, fair enough. 
uh, you know, Mrs. Matthews can come too. That's, that's a full-size bed. It'll be a little tight, but, you know, for one, two, for two nights, you can you can tough it out. Do you remember, yeah, when we when we just had twin-size beds? Oh, living in the dormitories? Absolutely. Yes. It was the and worst. Then, and then if you ever did have, I don't know how often you had sleepover guests, <laughs> but. You know exactly how often I had sleepover guests. I know you dated, so I'm just assuming that they slept over. And I know how often you had sleepover guests. A fair amount, which is great because given what I know about me and what my size was in college and given what I know about twin size beds, some people are very good about sleeping in thin air is what I'm saying. Yeah. You're saying there's not a lot of room left over, huh? Maybe I, I sleep on my side, so I suppose I it's better, but... Yeah. Maybe you just, you know, dated contortionists. Or maybe you guys just spent most of the time on top of one another. So, you know, that also saves, saves space. It's stacking. That I mean. would not be a great sleeping strategy. No, probably. You ever tried to sleep with someone on top of you? Um, I'm going to say Yes. Have you ever slept while on top of someone else? Probably not. I tend to be the larger person in that equation. Is this really annoying? Should I put the apple down? Is <laughs> no, it like really cares? loud? Nobody listening to the show is doing so for the audio quality. And we're not making new fans or listeners at this point. Oh, come on. I, I have to believe that's true. We did get a couple of emails though, since we sent something. So that's good. So, yes. Um. Exciting day weekend of wrestling. I hope you enjoy. What are you most looking forward to? Men's Women Royal Rumble, Women's Royal Rumble, Asuka potentially being Women's Champion again. What's most exciting to you? Probably just... Mm. Now, I'm going to say the Women's Rumble match, if only because less is known about it. Like, I, And I don't know if that's even true necessarily anymore, but I feel like you've been telling me for a little while now, and I don't even know if this came to pass... But that the men's rumble was going to be 10, 10, and 10 from all three brands. And that kind of takes some of the mystery out of it for me. So apparently that's untrue. You're shaking your head. Okay, so maybe that as well. However, 25 men have announced out of 30. Yeah. So, you know, I I like the idea of not knowing who I'm going to see. And, And don't get me wrong, I guess. The women's Royal Rumble match last year. That was the first one last year? There's only been one? No, there's been two. All right, because Becky didn't Asuka won Oscar win the first year. one. Oscar won the first one, didn't she? Yeah, she did. And then Becky won the second one. Okay, all right. So this is the third one, and you're about to make the point that I was going to make. I've seen now all the NXT people make their debuts. I guess there's new ones. Um, I've seen the veterans come back that I think will come back. So I'm kind of in, in both cases. I love the Rumble. I love the countdown. But I am kind of like – I don't think there's going to be a lot of surprises this year. I think it's going to be kind – now, granted, there are only five women announced right now right, out of 30. Which will be interesting so, to see who shows up. But for the most part, I think we know who's showing up. Yeah. When We're the countdown hits and it's Mandy Rose and it's or Sarah it's Logan. And it's I'll be excited for Sarah Logan. But yeah. And some people will be excited for Naomi because she's been gone for a while. But and I'm, I'm not like, saying you shouldn't be excited for Ember Moon. I'm not saying you shouldn't be excited for Peyton Royce and Billy Kay and all of those folks. Dana Brooke, for example. 
But it's sort of known quantities, even though we don't know exactly who's going to show up. I'm going to list some names. Um, I would like you to give me a thumbs up or thumbs down in terms of whether or not you welcome their return. I'll give you a yay or a nay, because that's a little more adios friendly. Fair enough. (laughs) Edge. Nay. Page. Well, presuming that means she's cleared to wrestle, I'll give that a yay. CM Punk. Nay. John Bradshaw Layfield. Nay. Luchasaurus. That's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yay. No. Um, I don't care yeah. about I, – I was never a big edgehead. And, you know, I liked CM Punk, but – as I've aired on this show many times, I I lost respect for Phil Brooks over the course of these last five years to the point mm-hmm. where I do not care if I ever see him in a ring again. Carlito. Nay. That's a shame. I'd like to see Carlito. No, you wouldn't. I would. No, no you wouldn't. But here's why. Carlito's almost entire career happened during my lost years. So I did not lose or get bored with him. I'm like, oh, yeah, the Apple guy. He's jacked now. I don't have any problem with Carlito except the fact that I know that he can't play nice with others. So any sort of comeback to the WWE is going to be very limited because he's not actually going to get put into any sort of position where they're depending on him. And chances are he's going to get himself fired within a few months. Like, that's just the history that that person has sort of made for himself, you know? So, yeah, I don't know. Shane McMahon. Yeah! Come on. Did he go anywhere? He's never left. He's been off TV for a while. Okay. Stephanie McMahon. Nay. Like, at this point, there is, like, no one. There's no one. I think that's telling. You know, we're talking about the Rumble. Yeah, 25 people are announced, but... And to some extent, good on the WWE that they're sort of telegraphing this, but they're the way that the industry is right now with NWA power, with AEW, with Impact Wrestling, with this major league wrestling start thing, with Ring of Honor, there aren't too many people out there that are just free agents who are available to show. Like, we know yeah. Kenny Omega is not making his WWE debut yeah. this year. You know what Cody's I mean? Cody's not coming back. No. Like, I'm not sure that at this point there really is anybody who could surprise you. I think I think the ones that you mentioned are the closest. It could be someone like Edge, somebody who's supposed to be injured and you never really thought was going to come back. It could be someone like Punk, who, against it just he seemed like he was so done with finally done with this company yeah. like that's the only kind of surprise i can see actually happening so question then is this why brock lesnar's coming in at number one we know this rumble is going to be boring we have 25 people out of the 30 announced yeah Maybe we'll throw Gargano out there again. Maybe we'll throw Velveteen Dream. We'll make his WWE debut or something like that. But 
we need something to keep people excited. So Brock Lesnar coming out and mowing down a whole bunch of the names that have already been announced, throwing out Tucker, throwing out our truth, throwing out John Morrison. That at least gives us some sort of storyline for this thing. Yeah, maybe. You know, because at least with the women, <clears throat> you can bring out Rhea Ripley again. You could bring out Piper Niven from NXT UK. You could do all of that sort of stuff. I am but, actually interested to see if any of the UK people show up. But maybe there's UK people announced in the men's rumble. I haven't looked at. But again, 25 out of 30. So you got to figure, all right, you've got maybe some people returning from injury. You've got one or two NXT people. Yeah. And I, I mean, you're not even going to have DDP this year. Maybe you can get Jake the Snake out there. I don't know. Did you ever wind up seeing Peanut Butter Falcon? No. Given that if I don't you, know what you're talking about. No. Oh, I'm, I think it was a piece of positivity. I had. Peanut Butter Falcon was a movie that came out, I think, last spring. We went and saw it in the theater. Uh, <clears throat> guy with Down syndrome basically escapes from the house he lives in, this home he lives in, to go travel – to this wrestling school, this, you know, backwoods am- wrestling school because he wants to be a pro wrestler. And so, you know, he befriends some, <clears throat> not a drifter, but some other guy. And, you know, the worker at the home is looking for him. And it was a good movie. But Jake the Snake Roberts has a role in it. And, you you know, you get to see him wrestle a little bit. And gotcha, so that's what brought gotcha. it up. Do you know what movie I did see this weekend that I – would like to talk about with you. I saw for the very first time Zombieland. Oh, that's a good movie. With the missus, we actually sat on our love sack in the living room, no technology, and actually just watched a movie, which rarely happens. We're usually pulled in multiple directions, but <clears throat> it was good. It was a good movie. You liked Zombieland. I did. It was a little gruesome, but I figured that was going to be the case with a zomb- zombie movie. Not always, um, but I would say that one had more gore than most. You know, Woody Harrelson's character was excellent. I'm Tallahassee? I'm, yes. I'm not a fan of Columbus. The actor, Jesse Eisenberg, yes. that kind of awkward – I feel like I've seen him play that role a hundred times. But I liked the storyline. Yeah. I enjoyed Wichita and the other one. <laughs> sure. I uh, – I wanted to rewind and just watch the Bill Murray stuff over and over and over again. The Bill Murray stuff was good. Because that was amazing. It was. It really, really was. I didn't see the so, sequel. Um, uh, that was kind of it, it. We were looking for a movie to watch, and I think that popped up. I don't know if it's on Amazon Prime or we were going to rent it. <clears throat> and I was like, we should probably see the first one before we watch the second one. But, yeah, now I'm kind of now I'm kind of into it. I'm like, I, sh- I should see it. Wow. Well, I'm really happy to hear that. I also had a movie experience this weekend. What did you see? I went to the theater. Whoa. And I went to go see that new Kristen Stewart movie. Charlie's Angels? No. Underwater. Okay. It was good. It was a good movie. I I have no idea what this, that this movie existed. <laughs> it's about like a, uh, a team of scientists working in a uh, lab at the bottom of the ocean – and there's, let's say, an earthquake which uh, compromises the laboratory, and it's a scramble to survive. That sounds up your alley. Yeah, it was really, really good. 
I was really hoping nah, it would that's be a it's lie. an underwater. It wasn't really, really good, but I enjoyed it. That's what matters. Yeah, it, I, I was really it. hoping you'd be like, it's an underwater laboratory and there's an earthquake and Godzilla comes out and they're just trying to like, you know, uh, oh, excuse me. Sorry. Sorry. All I'm saying spoilers, is. Sorry. Inadvertent spoilers. All I'm saying is uh, if you're a fan of horror movies, I would check it out. I thought it was. And the thing I liked about it a lot, actually, is it's only like an hour and a half runtime. And the movie basically starts with, within the first minute, the, 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 you know, part of the lab imploding and it just goes like it just goes for the full hour and a half. So it was good. I liked the pacing. I'm I'm not really a big Kristen Stewart fan. Was never a big Twilight person uh, or anything else, but I liked, I thought she did a a good enough job with this material and uh, I enjoyed it. I will check that I one out as no a rental. I have no idea this movie. I'm, I'm seeing now that this movie exists. I never, never heard of it. I, I kind of want to go see Dr. Doolittle. Ugh, that looks like a travesty. I want to see Star Wars, but this weekend was sort of, it was the moment where I said, do I go see Star Wars or do I go see this horror movie that's been getting bad reviews, but real, the people I would consider like real fans online have been saying, kind of a hidden gem. And so I said to myself, Star Wars, like, I want to see it and I know I will enjoy it. But at the same time, just with all the narrative stuff they've been doing in the this new trilogy, like, I, and again, I haven't actually been spoiled on anything, but I can pretty much guess exactly what happens in this movie. And... You want me to tell you? Nah, I, I will see it, but I don't think I'm going to see it in the theater. I don't know I when I'm going to see it because I'm not going to see it on Disney Plus and I'm not going to pay to rent it. So. Well, so, so I'll say this. I did not see The Last Jedi in theater. I liked The Last Jedi. Well, and here's what I'm saying. The movie was decent, but again, watching it at home with technology available to distract you. I, and you're not seeing it on the big screen. It's like Avatar. I never went and saw Avatar in the theater. I still have never seen Avatar because if you're not going to see it on a theater, why am I going to watch it on a little screen? So never plus, seen Avatar either. Plus, uh, tall guy, I think was just raving about it, and I was just like, you know, if you're talking about it this much, I never I cut him see down it. a peg when he was raving about it. I remember we had a conversation, and I was like, it just looks like the most predictable wrote sci-fi story of all time and he was like oh no no and i and like i i proceeded to basically recite to him the plot for stranger in a strange land and he was like how did you know all that happens in the movie and i was like because it's the same fucking story they've been telling in sci-fi tales for the last hundred fucking years there's nothing new here and if you watch the trailer you would know that sorry well, and then creatively bankrupt. Now, now, I'd like to I'd like to point out. Yeah. Now, granted, I haven't seen him in a while, and I did kind of, sort of, get a text from him this weekend and not respond. But <laughs> we do enjoy Tall Guy. You know, we make him out like he's this you know person that we can't stand, but we just happen to be friends with. I love the man. I haven't seen him in a long time, and we clearly are on different paths right now, which is just fine. But you know. The vast portion of my college experience was spent with Tall Guy. Without Tall Guy, I never meet you. 
So that's unclear, actually. I think we would have met without Tall Guy. Because of the theater? Maybe, but also somehow you were hooked in with another friend of mine. I wouldn't say friend, but acquaintance oh, yeah. of mine from high yes. school. That We were in the same orientation group. Oh, okay. So, like, I think I technically met you through them rather than Tall Guy. Well, I know at one point, I think it was her roommate... I feel like both of us were kind of trying to position ourselves. I don't think they were ever roommates, but uh, yeah. Oh, maybe. They, I think they might have been roommates during orientation. Oh, maybe. Yeah. But I think we yeah, I think we were both trying to position ourselves around the same female who wound up, I'm pretty sure, um, not being interested in anyone of our gender. Uh-huh. But, but yes. But okay. So let me rephrase. We would have met. I doubt we would have lived together for multiple years. <laughs> Even the way that we did met, I would still doubt you if you told me we were going to live together for multiple years. Well, yes, because uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, we love Tall Guy. Love Tall um, Guy. But yes, I remember him being like, this is the greatest movie. And granted, you were going to see that movie for the effects and all of that, which again, if I'm not going to see it on the big screen, why do I care if I watch it on my t- – However many inch. I just think it's amazing that James Cameron is still like so invested in these blue cat aliens that he basically hasn't made any films in the last decade while he's working on a new trilogy of Avatar films. I have no idea why. Why? Like, yes, it made a lot of money, but you think people are going to go see it now? When did that movie come out? 2005? Yeah, something like that. It's been a long time. And... Yeah, I don't know if people are going to go see it. All right. Chip. 2009. 2009, which I says, uh, which is later than I thought, but still, it that's is. 11 years ago. Chip made a pick? He did. What do you take? Nash. Kevin Nash? All right. You can have Kevin Nash. He wasn't on my list. All right, Doc. I'm up. You are on the clock. Doc Manson is on the clock, and we are recording. I will not make you last long. Uh, wait very long. How about that? You will not make me last long talk. Wow. Such confidence. I say that to all of my partners. All right. We're 30 minutes in. That might be the title. I will not make you last long. Oh, I see. I hear typing. Becky Lynch, Charlotte and Becky. All right. So is your strategy. I almost think your strategy is let me get all the top talent and then just try to trade them away. Or are you actually planning on keeping Charlotte and Becky. Are you going to try to complete the Horsewoman set? I don't know if I'm going to try to... C- I don't want you to incriminate yourself. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I honestly don't know that I'll try to complete the set because I have the two of them now that are good. But, um, you know, I, I, I am actually interested in keeping them, yes. Yeah. I think I had my strategy. I, I, want to I will my- say, I am, just to give a little more context here... Uh, first woman on the board was a pick of mine, being Charlotte Flair. So, so far, I am the only person in this draft of all-time talent that yes. has taken any so, of the women's wrestlers. So, there is a popular – many people in the draft will punt. Because when we do a draft, there is no – you have to have eight women, eight men, eight tag teams. You pick whoever you want. And so, a lot of times, Jeremy, I'm – very, very confident, unless he takes La Luchadora, um, is not going to take any women. He never does. 
Um, I might, but then again, Charlotte was a core piece of that puzzle. And once I knew that once she was off the board, I would be much less interested. I might take Bull Nakano just because right. she's Bull Nakano. Yeah. But um but honestly, but like, yeah, the problem is if you want to if you want a strong division, you've got to devote some time to it. So the strat there's a strategy of you don't take women, or there's a strategy of that's all you take. Brandon Mack really should have done that with his 2019 draft. He wound up doing it near the end, but you just only take women. Well, the one thing I did in the 2019 draft that maybe wasn't obvious, because um, you were, for example, taking all hosses in the 2019 draft. Me for the hoss for the hoss tag murder league, right? That was a good name, by the way. But my strategy, honestly, was to take good wrestlers. And I was also trying to not take anyone that was ridiculously sized. I wasn't, I was avoiding hosses. The biggest I got, I think, is probably like The Fiend. You know what I mean? And Aleister Black, who was tall, but not huge. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I would just like to point out, we haven't mentioned it on the air, my all-time draft list currently Shawn Michaels, Randy Savage, Chris Jericho, Ricky Steamboat, Terry Funk, and Razor Ramon. Razor Ramon is currently the tallest person on my list. Because I've done all-time drafts where I've gone after the Vaders and the Bam Bam Bigelows and the, you know, <clears throat> I think at one point I drafted the Godwins as a tag team. Um, I'm not going that way this time. Well, my 2019 draft, I was setting up a uh, league where intergender matches not only would be encouraged, but would always be believable because the physicality would never be incredibly one-sided. Yeah. Rhea Ripley versus Darby Allen uh -huh. is one-sided in the other direction. Correct. And I, now that you say that out loud, I know I had the roster for it. I would love to see that match. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I also would like to point out, I don't think this has been mentioned on the air. Um, each one of your wrestlers also has their very own ring announcer. Like commentator, because you have, uh -huh. let's see, what was the final count? One, two, three. You could count as Heyman a manager or a commentator? Probably a commentator in, in the new system. Yeah, you have 12. <laughs> 12. You have a 12 man announced team. out of 26. <laughs> yeah, the 25 picks or so. Yeah. Uh, we have fun. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, yes, the Rumble should be good. I always enjoy the Rumble. It's my favorite match type of all time. But I will admit I'm a little like if the men's Rumble ends the night, I'll probably go to bed first. If the women's Rumble ends the night, I might stay awake because there's more intrigue. Yeah, for but, sure. Yeah. Like I love you, Otis, but I don't need to see – unless you're going to wrestle Brock Lesnar. I don't need to see you. I'd show. like to see that. That is it. I really do think it's going to be, all right, let's watch Brock Lesnar wrestle people and see who the crowd goes craziest for. I think he's going to wrestle people until Kane Velasquez comes out at number 12 and derails That's exactly him. his name. Yeah. Something like that. All right. Anything else you'd like to discuss or shall we get to our emails? emails. Podcast at ddcwrestling.com. Um, <clears throat> do you want to read about podcast sponsorship opportunities? Yeah. Hi, DDT Wrestling Team. We think your podcast would be a great fit for the advertisers on Podcorn. Okay. What's Podcorn? We exist solely to help podcasts like yours monetize. All right. No minimum download constraints. Thank God. No long-term commitments. Good. No exclusivity. Well, I'm really happy to see that no minimum download constraints because, quite frankly, 
Are we taking a hit? I haven't looked. So we haven't taken a big hit, but um, usually advertisers won't even look at you until you are routinely getting more listens per episode than our best episode has. So, yeah. <clears throat> well, Podcorn is a venture-backed marketplace that connects podcasters of all sizes with relevant brand sponsors to make more money through native sponsorships, such as host red ads, interview segments, topical discussions, and more. Once you sign up, we simply match your podcast to the most relevant sponsorship opportunities, and you can decide who you want to work with and when. All right, I'm going to stop there. What is our relevant sponsorship? Well, I'm going to guess that they're going to look at like the 18 to 52 demographic, and they're going to give us uh, an ad for Blue Chew, probably. Um, I would think they would do any sort of snack box delivery service, I think. Because really, we would get one and try it on the air. Do you think that um, Athlete's Foot medications do podcast ads? Because I could see uh, I could see getting some of those. You make it sound like we're we're not a middle aged show. Like we Tough are middle aged. Tough actor Yeah, we play some talk about football. Talk about me undies. Hey man, how good me undies are. Some comfortable undies are the key to a good life. And you won't uh, wear lately, any more comfortable undies than me undies. Lately, made uh, from I'm a hearing... modal fabric, super soft. You're going to love how it feels on the boys. Then they're not just made for the boys, because they come in women's sizes, too. He's ready already. <laughs> That's why I missed the weekly wrestling news, because I think we could have had some great ads. Oh, yeah. So if Sounds Scary Season 2 ever becomes a thing, uh-huh. I do think you should pause for ad breaks, and we should have some. All right. Um, but yes. Uh, Let's get to a real email. All right. Uh, the first one comes from Brandon Banks, who just drafted Samoa Joe, stealing him from me, along with Taz, because that is a dream match that I would like to see, Taz versus Samoa Joe. This podcast reminds me of another podcast. Have really been enjoying the last couple of shows, you guys. Reminds me of a podcast I used to listen to. Those two guys would talk about wrestling or just eat a bowl of cereal you'd never know. Sent for my iPhone. I don't think we ever did eat the bowl of cereal on the air. No, and I also think it's really weird that our show reminds him of our show. <laughs> I do remember eating a lot of Oreos one time. That was a good time. Including one where we like stacked them all on top of each other, and then you said you were going to die. Oh, yeah, it was disgusting. Like when, we ate, when you ate a giant bowl of pho, and then you were like, oh. It wasn't even on the same level, though, honestly. That pho was nothing compared to those... Uh, to those, um, uh, that was a lot of artificial sugar. Yeah, it was awful. All right, another email from or an email from our the best. Actually, skip of the that besties. one for now. Read the next okay. one. I'm going to do something in the meantime here. Oh, hey, do it up. All right, uh, Danielle Sullivan checks in with classes. Hello, it's January 22nd, and it still technically hasn't snowed yet in Oklahoma. We've had sleet that didn't really stick a couple of weeks ago, but if I've learned anything from Oklahoma, it's that the snow will arrive next month and go till April. So what would you say can be the most overwhelming part of your day? Is it waking up, doing certain tasks at work, literary class today, and then Spanish class tonight? Woohoo! 
Tomorrow, I'm supposed to bring a snippet from my favorite author's writing from any genre and share it with the class. This is to look at the stylistic form of writing and not the content itself. Haven't yet found which author I want to use, but I'll have it figured out by tomorrow. I recommend um, anything written by Doc Manson. Yeah. Also, did you guys ever order a collegiate ring? I've considered it, but graduation isn't until a couple of years from now, so saving up money for it is the best move to make today. Oh, and hey, at least you guys talked about the Royal Rumble last week, so now you don't have to do it this week. We did it anyways. Cheers, Danielle. Um, I'm going to move backwards through this. I bought a high school ring. Me too. I thought I was awesome because I got it in like black onyx. Yeah. And I don't even think I had it when I graduated. I put it, I think, I feel like I put it like in the pocket of a suit coat and it disappeared. I still, uh, I, I still have my high school one. I have scars on my hands, on my ring fingers. So wearing a ring was never something I did. And it was incredibly uncomfortable and I never really liked it. So I didn't wear it. Maybe my parents have it and have just not told me because they know even today as 36 years old, I'd still lose it. But yeah, I had one. I liked it. I lost it. I don't think I would ever need to buy a college ring. So Danielle, you should buy one if you want one. But me personally, no need. Yeah, I also didn't feel strongly about the uh, ring, the collegiate ring. But yeah, there's no shame, no, nothing wrong with getting one if you want one, by all means. Yeah. Uh, what could be the most overwhelming part of my day? Waking up is not an issue, although I've been waking up earlier and earlier, and that's starting to get annoying. Um, there is the mo the time between getting out of the shower and getting into the car is the worst part of the morning because it's the, all right, let's put clothes on. You have to make lunch. You have to start the car because we don't have a garage. You have to make sure, you know, any chores you need to get done that morning are done. That can be a pain. What about you, Doc? Most overwhelming part of your I day. I dislike the time after lunch when I'm obligated to stay at work. It gets really difficult in the afternoon. I really wish we adopted more of a European model. Yeah. Like you work for a couple hours, you go out to lunch, you either take a nap or you just have a break. Then you go back to work for another two or three hours and then you're done. Yeah, I'd rather just get my work done up front and then never come back from lunch. How often can that be a thing? Every day. So the question is, with the exception of meetings and things, why don't you? Because Besides, I can't. you know. But you could. Nah. Sure I you need could. to be there so you they could, pay me. Let me rephrase. You wouldn't go home. But you could go back, walk around so people see you, then go Do you have any idea to, how boring that gets? I'm saying get a book. Could you bring a book and sit at your – like on your computer, on your Kindle or an iPad or something? Could you read while at work? I mean – Probably, but sooner or later, somebody would be like, either why is he sitting in there just reading that Kindle or why is his office door closed all the time? Like, there are enough people looking for me at any given time that that wouldn't go unnoticed. I suppose. I was like, could you put headphones in and like watch TV? Like, could you watch the award winning WWE Network while sitting at your desk? No. That'd be way more difficult. There's right. audio involved. It's awful. Were you the person in the draft who put in parentheses the names of the masked people? I don't know what you're talking about. 
Because you've got one of them wrong if you did. You think I've got it wrong, except I'm doing it now on purpose. (laughs) Okay. All right. Lord Humongous is off the draft board, everyone. I know you were very worried when Lord Humongous... A.K.A. Earthquake. Jeremy's going to love this. All right. Um, Yes, we did the overwhelming part of your day. School can be overwhelming, but not often. It depends. There's not a specific time that's overwhelming at school. Um, Do we want to go to Glenn's email? Yeah, let's go to Glenn's email. All right, Glenn's email. Thank you. Just a quick email this week to say a big thank you to DC Doc, Mrs. Manson, and all the besties for everybody's support during what has become a difficult time for me and the family. Glenn. Yeah, the bestest of our besties, Glenn's going through a tough time. And by that, I mean he's being a hero. Yeah. And, you know, putting the needs of others above his own. And, you know, it's causing him some difficulties. And so we were happy to support him. I don't know what you did. You said, let me do something quick. What did you Ah, do? So what I did is, you know what? This week, I'm not going to shill. Patreon.com forward slash DDT Wrestling, which is where you could go to give just a little bit of financial support to DC and Doc. It helps keep the lights on in the podcast train of chugging. Instead of telling you to go to Patreon.com forward slash DDT Wrestling, I am instead going to suggest that you go to bit.ly forward slash help a bestie, uh, all lowercase. And that's bit.ly forward slash Help a bestie. It's going to head on over to a GoFundMe page set up by the bestest of the besties, Glenn. And, uh, you know, if you're able to spare a little bit of extra, it's for a good cause. Uh, Donate to Glenn and his cause today. I love it. And thank you for doing that. Yeah. Glenn has been supporting us often at the maximum level or close to the maximum level. Um, So, you know, if you're hearing this, if you can support you know, send a couple of shekels or pounds as he's looking for. I had to do the conversion. Oh, yeah. Which, um, <laughs> but yeah, send some support to Glenn. He will help you out. Trust us. He's helped us out in countless ways. So, yep. so bit.ly forward slash help a bestie, all lowercase. We'll get you to that page. All right. Our next email is from Ryan, a.k.a. the ultimate warrior, a.k.a the only announcer on the Hoss Tag Murder League because he did call a wrestling show with a sparkly jacket. And this one is called Peepocalypse. 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 Oh. So apparently there's going to be pee in this. How, what, what, no, what are your thoughts, so. DC, on pee and urine in general? Uh, does it have any I'd role like to do it right now. in the bedroom? Does urine play a role in the bedroom? Um, if you have a ensuite bathroom attached to your bedroom, sure. If you have some sort of medical issue and you need a bedpan, sure. For me, that's it. But I fully support any two consensual adults or multiple. You heard it here maybe first, a, folks. Maybe it's a pee party. DC Matthews supports water sports. I've always enjoyed the game of polo in the water. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, the whole idea of, you know, two consensual adults engaging in whatever activities help them find their happy, (laughs) 
makes me happy. All right. So whatever whatever works for you. All do right. You. So let's see what Ryan has to say about P fetishism. Dear DC and Doc, I was going to email about the introduction of hot tamales flavored peeps, hot peeps, and suggest a taste test. But now that I've typed out peepocalypse, I'd rather you debate whether this word signifies the end of the world being brought about by peeps or by urine. I love you. I'm sorry. Worrier. P.S. You should still do the taste test. Okay, well, uh, I'll be the donator, and you can go ahead and do the tasting. No. I think he's talking about peeps. Oh. I, uh, how desperate would you have to be to drink urine, either yours or someone else's? Hmm. Depends on the situation, I guess. You're you're in the desert. Yeah. You're you know, you're you're stranded in the desert. It's just the two of us. <laughs> I mean We're, I would probably choose to drink my own urine before I drank yours. That was that was gonna be the follow up question. Unless of course, like before we got stranded. Like, maybe you would drink, like, three gallons of water, and so you were just, you were overflowing with urine, whereas I was parched. Then I guess maybe I wouldn't have much of a choice. So, okay. I would drink your Sorry, urine tip. up to three times, after which studies show it's not so helpful for survival, so. Scientific question. Yeah. Because I've been sick, I've been overhydrating, and so... When I do use the facilities, it is clear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is that bad for you? Shouldn't it be at least some no, color in fact, or is it just diluted? They basically say that you should be drinking enough fluid on a daily basis that your urine always looks like that. Okay. Well, good. Because it is. Good. Like the first time in the morning is a little off color and then it's just clear for the rest of the day. Drinking enough fluids, DC. And I've been eating asparagus a lot. Oh, that that makes it fragrant in a way yes. that is unpleasant. Okay. So what I'm saying is before we go into the desert, I should not eat asparagus. Ideally, I would avoid that on the plane. Yeah. Mitchell, I'm sorry you had to hear this conversation. Maybe he's not listening. Maybe not. Um would the end of the world I, I think it's I think it's urine. Yeah, for sure. I think if, you know, the, the, the problem is the P is already part of the word apocalypse. So when you add the P in front of it, it suggests that the apocalypse part is from the apocalypse, not from what you've added to the word. So, yeah, yeah, that's a apocalypse. Mitchell Monroe, speaking of which, piece of positivity. My piece of positivity this week is that after craving it for what seems like a few months, I finally got a complete lazy day where I didn't do anything or go anywhere. It was absolutely glorious. In regards to making this a question, what's your favorite Lazy Day binge show to rewatch? For us, at least most recently, it was New Girl. Hope all is well. Hope all is well with you as well. We miss you in the bestie chat. Hopefully you'll join us again at some point. Um, I love this. He's been craving it for months. How often do you get a completely lazy day like this? I don't know. Probably at least once a week. That's kind of where I'm at, too. I'm like, at least one of our weekend days, you know, maybe there's like one, maybe I like run an errand or something. Right. But right. at least one weekend day is usually spent doing very little, and it is very nice. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, 
it's a little weird that you would ask me <laughs> what my favorite show to watch is. Uh, well, I, but but WWE WWE Network. But yeah, I mean, are there any shows that you do rewatch? Because that's the thing that actually sticks yes. to me is I don't think there's anything that I rewatch. The show that I watch, I'll go back and watch old episodes of, not necessarily in order, is The West Wing. But that also is the show that if, you know, we're trying to fall asleep, that goes on. And usually both of us are out within five minutes because we've seen every episode probably half a dozen times, if not more. So Yeah, the only show I can think know. of that I rewatch is not one that I would binge on a lazy day. But that would be the joy of painting with Bob Ross. I've probably seen most of those, and I do rewatch those. It's one of the things that I might put on to relax or to help me fall asleep. Sure. Um, but I don't think I would just turn it on on a lazy day, per se. Yeah. I do have a non-wrestling show that will probably be my piece of positivity this week. Reminder, start thinking of a piece of positivity. Oh, God! Uh, let's see. Our final email comes from Jeremy, uh, the masked drafter himself, under the hood. As you both know, I've been on a bit of a masked wrestler kick as of late. Masked wrestlers are still capable of getting subcells over, as evidenced by Luchasaurus in AEW, and question marks brilliant run in NWA. Why do you think there aren't more masked wrestlers working in the two major companies okay first question dc when he says two major companies uh to which is he referring i believe he is referring to wwe and aew i take that to mean wwe and new japan and new japan has its share of master wrestlers does it not it has a small amount yeah bushi desperado come to mind Liger, although he just retired, but he's a masked They've wrestler. Got that lady uh, with the bunny mask who wears barely any pants. Yeah, she's not a wrestler, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I'm assuming they mean – I'll just start with WWE. I don't think Vince McMahon or even Triple H for that matter. I, just, I think they like to see faces. You want to watch the emotive. I don't know. They've got and, you know, Lance Miss- um, Henriksen. Um Lindsay Dorado. Um, they've uh, got Grand Metallic. They've got yes, Sin Cara. They've got, they've got Kalisto. They've got Rey They've Mysterio. got Luchadors. They've got Luchadors. Yeah, and they've got The Fiend, technically speaking. True. True. I did not think They that. had Kane until WWE recently. has a decent – no, he's back. Oh, okay. The rumor is he's going to – whatever pay-per-view will be in between the Rumble and Mania, we're going to get Brett, The Fiend versus Kane in an Inferno match because that's a great idea for 2020. Let's set the ring on fire. Oh, great idea. Great idea. Unless it's going to be – unless they literally – that's Kane's literally his last match. Could be. That'd be all right. Is, is they do an Inferno match and that's it. That would be a nice way to end that character run, I suppose. But, yeah, so I would say there are a fair amount – you know – when you get to Lucha Libre in Mexico, there's a ton. I mean, there's a cultural yeah. history there. And I think that's where you see it most often, obviously, tying into that. But yeah. again, I, I, I don't – and I think that for the most part, those wrestlers are fairly successful. And, I mean, you want to look at another company. I mean, obviously, it's not one of the two majors. But, I mean, Lucha Underground had a ton of Lucha or masked wrestlers. and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, so it didn't do that well, but it did do four seasons. I mean, 
I don't think, and maybe I'm wrong, I don't think Lucha Underground ended due to lack of interest. I bet you if, well, if interest had been higher, I don't think it would necessarily would have ended. So in a way, but I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for the emails. That's a lovely half dozen emails. Nice way to end our show. But before we end, we, of course, need to have our piece of positivity. I've given you at least 180 seconds to think of it. So, Doc Manson, what is your piece of positivity? Benny and the Jets has been stuck in my head all week because. That's the entire song or just that lyric? Just that lyric. Because did you see Rocket Man? No, nope. But I did watch a movie called Tammy and the T Rex, and it's just <laughs> close enough that Tammy and Tammy and T Rex is just now in there. Was that part of the no? Movie? Nope. Just something about uh, my brain seeing that 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 set of syllables. Nerd duck. Nerd duck. You could do it. Yeah, I probably could. So Tammy and the T-Rex is a uh, older 90s movie. It was originally released with like a, a PG or maybe a PG-13 cut. It stars Paul Walker as a teenager who dies and a mad scientist takes his brain and puts it into the body of an animatronic Tyrannosaurus Rex and in that body, he reunites with his high school sweetheart, his girlfriend, Tammy, who is played by Denise Richards. And I should mention the mad scientist is also the dead guy from Weekend at Birdie's. And so this was a 90s film that was like PG, PG-13, but it was actually severely sort of chopped down by the studio to be released as more of a family favorite film. But when it was originally um, filmed... There was actually a lot of gore and things in the film. And there was this company, Vinegar Syndrome. It's actually uh, this sort of restoration company that operates out of Connecticut. So kind of close to home. And they got the rights to the film and they did a full 4K restore of the original cut of the film. Full gore and everything. And that cut of the film has now ended up on Shudder. So I was able to stream and watch it, and it is so stupid, DC. So stupid. Which means you oh, love I it, loved of every minute of it. Denise Richards riding the back of a Tyrannosaurus, an animatronic Tyrannosaurus who is inhabited by the spirit and brain of Paul Walker. That was going to be my question. Uh huh. What's that? Did they resume their relationship? Yeah, sort of. Yeah. The movie ends. Is it a full-size T-Rex? I will say the size of the T-Rex definitely um, changes over the course of the film. At, <laughs> Great. But, um, yeah, let's, let's say it's basically full-sized. And um, let's just say at the end of the film, spoilers, folks, skip ahead 30 seconds. But the T-Rex the gets shot down by the local cops, but they save the brain in a jar. Um, Denise Richards is now working on finding another dead body to get the brain transplanted into. But her boyfriend basically is now living in a jar in her bedroom, hooked up to a video camera for optical, uh, you know, 
input and a computer synthesizer so it can talk. And the sh- movie ends with Denise Richards performing a strip tease for this brain in the jar. No nudity, but still the sentiment is there. So, um, there's that. Tammy and the T-Rex. Tammy and T-Rex. Yeah. Yeah. So anybody looking for a recommendation, (laughs) you can go ahead and seek that one out. I got to say, horror movies usually don't appeal to me, but but that one's almost tempting. I I don't think you'd like it, but. (laughs) Um, My piece of positivity is a show that I didn't, wasn't sure if I would like. But I had heard enough people talking about it, and I was listening to the Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend podcast, and the guests this week were Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara cool, cool. of, of course, SCTV fame and Christopher Guest movies, and they are currently doing the final season of the show Shit's Creek. Yeah, I love that show. Good show. And so, and have so, have you watched Shit's Creek? I sat. I have now watched, I believe, six episodes. I will say, um, I didn't much like the first few episodes of the show. I had tried to watch the show, got two or three episodes in, didn't really like it, and then didn't watch it for years and finally came back to it um, maybe last summer. And once it gets going and, like, everybody sort of finds their characters, I really like that show. The first two episodes were okay. Had some good moments, but I fast-forwarded past some parts. Episodes three and four were better. And now I feel like we're starting to hit I think once it gets to season but I enjoy two, it a lot. I think it's Good. much better. But yeah. Good. But yeah, no, I've enjoyed it. And it's it's one of those, I'll watch some wrestling because I have a new quest I was able to line up, Raw and ECW. So I'm watching those concurrently. Um, but every time I watch an episode of that, I switch over to Netflix and watch an episode of Shit's Creek. Then I go back and watch some wrestling. Then I, I go back and watch Shit's Creek. I just finished season five of Shit's Creek like two weeks ago. So I'm ready for Good. season six, which has just started on Pop um, airing. So maybe I'll start watching that or maybe I'll save it till it's on Netflix. I'm not sure which. Nah, yeah. But yeah, it's a good show. I'm enjoying it. All right. Well, there are some recommendations for you for your viewing pleasure. Not that you're going to need it with this crazy wrestle-filled weekend. Doc Manson, anything else you'd like to say before we head out to that good night? If you'd like to have your thoughts read right on the air, you can send us a message at podcast at ddtwrestling.com. If you'd like this episode, you can check out our full back catalog at ddtpod.com or wherever it is you get your podcasts. And finally, if you've got a little bit of extra finance this week, head on over to bit.ly forward slash help a bestie. That's all lowercase bit.ly forward slash help a bestie to send just a little bit of financial support to our bestest of the besties, Glenn. I'm sure he would appreciate it, and more so, myself and DC would appreciate it. 100%, yeah. We'll get that link out there as well. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. I promise you the Rumble is this is weekend. It? I'm not lying. I okay. think. All right. Uh, have yourself a fantastic Rumble weekend. We'll talk to you on the other side. And until we meet again, my friends, won't you be our bestie? I forgot what we were going to call this Me show. Me too. Damn it.